the five most winnable games, the five toughest games, and how the Rams can make the playoffs this season. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley? And welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your two-time Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We're also available over on YouTube. So if you want to check out the video version of the show, join the party on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. We just passed 7,000 subscribers and it's all thanks to you. And also let us know, do you believe the Rams will make the playoffs this season? And also give us your record predictions. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade, the Lakers for sports. Illustrated the Dodgers for Dodgers Nation, but now I'm covering the Rams for Locked On. And today I'm flying solo. Travis Rogers, the people's champ, he's out today, so I'll be holding it down. But we've got a jam packed show for you today. Later in the show, we're starting our series on the most important Rams heading into the 2023 season. We're going to take a look at the toughest games on the Rams schedule. But first, we're going to start with the most winnable games heading into the season that the Rams need to win most of if they want to make the playoffs in 2023. So anytime a schedule comes out, everyone gets excited. You get the schedule videos and then you look at that schedule and you start counting wins and you start counting losses. Now, for the most part, that's an exercise in futility, right? Because there's always surprise teams. There's teams that are going to outperform their expectations. There's teams that are going to be better than you thought they were. There's going to be teams that are going to be worse than you thought they were. So right now, though, on paper, the Rams schedule is around middle of the pack. It's 15 out of 32 teams as far as schedule difficulty. And yeah, anytime you count those wins and losses, to me, it's almost like you're filling out your Christmas list as a kid. You're writing all these toys, all these things you want, PlayStation 5, Xbox, all the stuff you want. But for the most part, you don't get most of that stuff. You get some of them and you also get some surprises so it's always up in the air but right now if you look at some of these games there's the winnable games there's the tougher games but before we get into that here's some facts that i think you need to know now the first fact is that the rams play four games four teams coming off of bye weeks four teams coming off of bye weeks no team in the National Football League plays more than two. You got the Steelers in week seven at home, the Cowboys in week eight on the road in Jerry's world, the Ravens in week 14 on the road, and then the Commanders in week 15. So that's more than double the next team in the NFL. It's definitely a factor. If you look at odds makers, they factor that in teams coming off a bye. They're fresher, they're more healthy. So that's definitely something to consider. Then two, more time on the road. Last year, the Rams only had to travel for seven road games with one being a home game versus the Chargers at SoFi. This year, they have nine road games, including three trips to the Eastern time zone, New York, Baltimore, and Cincinnati. Last year, they only had to play one, and that was in Tampa Bay versus the Buccaneers. So yeah, they're going to be racking up those frequent flyer miles. And then three, late season cold games. In November, they have road trips to Green Bay, Baltimore, and New Jersey. Makes me want to put on a jacket just thinking about it. I mean, we've seen them play two or three in previous years, but this matches that high. So turn the heater up 
Get those hand warmers ready. Cold games, especially in Green Bay on the frozen tundra. And in four, last two seasons combined, the Rams played a total of five games in the early window at 10 a.m. start. So five combined in the last two years. They had one last season, four in 2021. This year, they play five. The Colts, the Cowboys, the Packers, Ravens, and Giants. All those games are in the early window, 10 a.m. Pacific time start. Now, why is that? Well, mainly it's because... Everyone has low expectations for the Rams. They don't see them as a marquee draw this year like they had in years past because the Cowboys, at the very least, in years past, that's going to be a 1 p.m. start. That's going to be a Fox NFL game of the week. The Packers, that could be a Sunday night football game, a Monday night football game. The Ravens, you got Lamar Jackson versus Matthew Stafford. The Giants, New York versus L.A. Other than the Colts, the rest of those four in years past, those aren't going to be early window games. And in five, the Rams face three 2022 playoff teams in the final eight games of the year, the Seahawks, the Giants, and the 49ers. So the front of the Rams schedule, it's a gauntlet. It's going to be difficult, especially with an inexperienced team. You open at Seattle. Your home opener is at home against a Super Bowl contender in the San Francisco 49ers. Then at Cincinnati, another Super Bowl contender in week three, Monday Night Football. And then Indianapolis in week four, and then you play the team that was the runner-up last year, the team that lost the Super Bowl, the Philadelphia Eagles, in Week 5. So that's definitely a gauntlet. That feels like if you're playing Street Fighter and you start with M. Bison, you start with Saggy, you start with all the bosses at the very end as opposed to the other way around where it's supposed to be easier and then harder. Well, the good thing is that's flipped. The latter half of the schedule, it eases up. So if this team gels, if this team figures it out, they can make a late postseason push. So they're not going to be out of it as long as they're able to get some wins early on in the year. If you look at that part of the schedule. So let's talk about these games, though. So the first one is week six, October 15th, against the Arizona Cardinals at SoFi Stadium. And we know the Cardinals, they're in perpetual rebuild mode. They went 4-13 and last year. Kyler Murray won't be back until later in the year, so he's most likely going to miss this first matchup. They cut DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt. He led the team with 12 and a half sacks last year. He's gone. So, yeah, if you look at the odds makers right now, the Jaguars versus the Cardinals is the most unlikely Super Bowl matchup right now. So the Cardinals, they're expected to be one of the worst teams in the league. They're going to be vying for the number one pick. They can even get the number two pick because they have the Texans pick. So that's a game you have to win, especially when you consider the gauntlet that the Rams are facing early on in the year. So when you look at this division, yes, you have the 49ers. Yes, you have the Seahawks. We also have one of the worst teams in the NFL in the Cardinals. We consider the success that McVay has had over that organization. You have to sweep the Cardinals this season and then week four October 1st against the Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis that's a game that I think the Rams absolutely have to win early on or this season could spiral this could go down in a tailspin early if you don't win that game they won just four games in 2022 they drafted Anthony Richardson with the number four pick of the draft the quarterback out of Florida and people say he's going to be the next Cam Newton well hey that's going to be early to even see him on the field you could see Gardner Minshew in that game it's a road game so there's that but that's a game that's really a pick em game right now as far as odds so that's a game you have to win if you're LA and then jump to week seven at home against the Steelers so this is supposed to be an average to good Steelers team they're not expected to be great or elite they're not expected to be Super Bowl contenders. You have Kenny Pickett, you have Pickettsburg, the Pickettsburg Steelers, as their fans are calling them. And it's the first time since 2012 that the Steelers will be playing a third place schedule. It's the first time they'll be playing the Rams at SoFi Stadium. So you're going to see tons of terrible towels. The yellow and black is going to be very well represented. It's a rematch of 
Super Bowl four team. But the reason why I have this game is it's still early in the season. We know how injuries just decimated this Rams team last year. Hopefully, by that point, they're still going to be healthy and they're going to be able to win that game at home. So you got to get those wins at home, especially against the middle of the pack competition. And I think that's going to be a very important game. And you got week 12 against the Cardinals this time in Arizona. And by that point, Kyler Murray should be back. But will he be the same? Will he have confidence in that knee? How will the pieces around him look? Look, this Cardinals team, they're expected to be one of, if not the worst teams in the NFL this season. Also, no word on if Call of Duty will be released. What if he gets an early copy of the next Call of Duty? Look, if you look at Kyler Tyler Murray's numbers before and after the video game Call of Duty is released before he's 15 and eight with 50 touchdowns and 21 interceptions, 280 yards per game after he's seven and 15, 20 touchdowns, 13 interceptions in 240 yards per game. So don't hate the player, hate the game, but Hey, if it's released, it could be a fact and I'm just messing around, but the Rams, you have to win that one. You have to sweep the Cardinals this year. And then you got week 15 against the commanders. That's a game. They absolutely have to win. You got Sean McVay going up against his old team where he made his bones as an assistant coach. And you're talking about Ron Rivera. Well, my opinion is one of the more overrated coaches in this league. Is he coaching for his job at that point? Has he already lost his job at that point? You're going to be relying on Sam Howell, a fifth round pick in 2022 as your starting quarterback. So that's going to be a very beatable commanders team, in my opinion. And those are the kind of games where if you're the Rams, you have to take care of business. If you want to give yourself a shot of making the playoffs this season, you got to beat teams like the commanders. You got to win those games at home. And then for my fifth most winnable game, my fifth game that the Rams need to win. If they want to make the playoffs this season, I considered a couple here. I considered the Packers in week nine, the Packers, they're projected to be a bottom five or six win team this season. You have Jordan love replacing Aaron Rodgers, but the Rams haven't had very much success at Lambeau Field. And this will be the fourth year, the fourth year in a row that the Rams will be playing the Packers at Lambeau after November 1st. And like I said, they haven't had very much success. They lost to Green Bay in the divisional round in 2020. They lost to them in November of 2021. They lost to them again last December on Monday Night Football. So even though the Packers are going to be a bad team, I think there's more winnable games on the schedule. Also considered week 18 on the road in San Francisco against the 49ers. And yes, the 49ers most likely going to be a really good team this season, but maybe if they had the division sewn up, maybe they would rest their starters. But this is Kyle Shanahan. He doesn't like doing that. He doesn't like to rest his starters. He wants to give them reps. He he's talked about it in the past. So not picking that game. Also considered the Saints late in the year. I think you're gonna have a better year with Derek Carr. I'm going with though the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns in week 13 at home at SoFi Stadium, a 125 kickoff. And yes, they're going to be able to score some points this season. Yes, you have Deshaun Watson, but this is not going to be a very good Browns team, in my opinion. There's a lot of holes, especially on defense. And I think at home, they're the Browns, okay? It's a fan base that they were brown bags over their heads because they've had so many losing seasons. So I like that game at home. I think the Rams can take care of business. And look, when you look at these projections out there that have the Rams being a bad team this season and have them winning six or seven games. You can't take that as gospel. Like I said, this is a very talented Rams team that is capable of winning a good amount of games. Yes, it almost feels like they're an expansion team with how many rookies and inexperienced players they have, but let's not forget coaching elite players at premium positions and a schedule where if you win these games, I mean, here's five right here. 
Give me three more games. Give me three surprises, and you're right in the mix to make the playoffs. But coming up in our next segment, what are the toughest games on the Rams schedule? Games that are going to be very difficult to win. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. All right, DMAC, before we do that, let's talk about our friends at eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Eiler to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. So whether you're prepping for the draft like right now or scouting the waiver wire later in the season, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. And let's start right here. Maybe you get lucky, you get that first pick overall. If you are making that first pick overall in fantasy football drafts here in 2023, 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey is a guaranteed fit. A healthy McCaffrey is guaranteed to see well more than the 300 touches again in his first full season in San Francisco and is the centerpiece of the 49ers offensive engine. McCaffrey checks all of the boxes, including his talent and his usage, high floor and ceiling, run with CMC as the guaranteed fit at number one for a smooth ride to another year of big, big numbers. Vinny Eiler from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being perfect and a perfect fit. Same goes for your vehicle. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, Batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank that AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now you'll know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. From the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. And we are off and running here on Locked On Rams, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single day. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And also find us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. And let us know what do you think are the most difficult games on the Rams schedule in 2023. And also a special shout out to our everyday listeners. We appreciate you. You can be an everyday listener. Join the club. Membership is free. And you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. But here in segment number two what are the most difficult games on the schedule what are the games that the Rams need to steal games that Rams will be going into as underdogs look everyone loves an underdog story and right now if the Rams were to make the Super Bowl or even make the playoffs it would be considered exceeding expectations for most experts now we look at this schedule I look at week two I think week one of course is going to be very difficult against the Seahawks as far as most difficult I got week two September 17th, a 105 start, Rams versus the 49ers, the home opener at SoFi Stadium. I think what's most important about this game is win or lose, 
this game to me is going to set the tone for the entire season. If you lose against the Seahawks, but come home and beat the 49ers, a team that you've struggled against so mightily, a team that you've lost eight of your last nine games to, of course, we know the Rams beat them when it matters most. And then Kyle Shanahan, that 49ers organization, they would trade every one of those wins for the NFC Championship game in 2021. But still, they have been their nemesis. They have been their kryptonite in the regular season. And yes, it's going to be a very good, a very talented 49ers team. Make no mistake about that. But we're going to see, is Brock Purdy the real deal? We saw he was Mr. Irrelevant in the draft. Well, he was very relevant for the 49ers last season. He's really the point guard out there, allowing all of his yak yard weapons get the ball in space. But is he going to be a top 10 quarterback? I still have my questions. I need to see it for a little longer. I think he can be middle of the pack, maybe 10 to 16 range, but we'll see how it works. We know that defensive front, we know how stacked they are. We know Bosa and the boys are going to try to get after it, but that's why I put this on the Rams offense. They're going to have to score points, especially against this 49ers defense that they're among the most talented in the league. So, so we'll see if they can beat that 49ers team. I have a good feeling about it. I think it's so early on in the year where everyone's so optimistic. They're going to go into that game. And I think that they want to beat that team in the regular season at home. So it's going to be a big challenge, but I think it's going to set the tone for the season. I got the Rams beating the San Francisco 49ers in week two. And then how about the following week in Cincinnati against the Bengals, a Monday night football game, a rematch of Super Bowl 56. The Bengals are 22 and 11 in the last two seasons. You've got Joe Burrow, who in my opinion is the number three best quarterback in the NFL behind Mahomes and Josh Allen. We know how electric that place is going to be considering it is the Rams considering it's the team that beat them in Super Bowl 56. And yes, they can't avenge that loss. Okay, you can't make up for a Super Bowl loss in a Monday night football game, right? Only way you can make up for that is if you go back in time, get inside the DeLorean and beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, which is not going to happen, or if you face them in the future. So I see some Bengal fans out there saying, oh, we're going to get revenge for the Super Bowl. No, you're not. You can't do that. You can only do that if you play them in the Super Bowl and you beat them again. But that's going to be a very difficult game. The Bengals are going to be up for that game, but it is still early on the season. And if you beat the 49ers the previous week, you're going to be riding a lot of confidence. So I wouldn't count out the Rams, but that's going to be a very challenging game early on in the year. And then week five, the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Eagles, their team that's right at the top for Super Bowl favorites. You got Jalen Hurts signed that big deal. You have a team that offensively and defensively, one of the best combinations. I mean, very skilled on both sides of the ball. They're a team that's going to be in the mix. And then you've got week five at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Eagles, they're expected to be legitimate Super Bowl contenders this year. They're expected to come out of the NFC. They made it to the Super Bowl last year. You have Jalen Hurts, who just signed that massive contract. He's continuing to ascend. You got Nick Sirianni continuing to try to establish himself as one of the better coaches in this league. On both sides of the ball, there's tons of talent, a lot of balance on that team. The run game is going to be one of the best in the league, that offensive line, one of the best in the league. So that's going to be very challenging. But yes, the Eagles didn't win the Super Bowl, but will they suffer a little bit of a Super Bowl appearance hangover? Because usually the team that loses, they don't get back to the Super Bowl. It's very rare. It almost never happens. And we'll see week five, LA versus Philly going to be a lot of electricity in that game. I was hoping that that would be a primetime game, but yeah, that's going to be a very challenging game. But if they 
are having a good start to the season. If they find a way to win either the Seahawks game or the Niners game or the Bengals game, hopefully they have won that Colts game heading into this one. And they're going to try to build that momentum. It's going to be very challenging against the birds. And then week eight, on the road in Jerry's world against the Cowboys. We know that Cowboys offense, they're going to be very high powered consecutive seasons with 12 victories in 2021 and in 2022. They both were 12 and five seasons for the Cowboys, but Hey, that's going to be a game that hopefully it's the last team that scores wins because we've seen the Rams go into Dallas and win. We saw with Jaron Goff, it's not possible at that point. You hope that the offense is humming. You're hoping that Stafford is healthy. You're hoping that a wide receiver three has stepped up. That guys like Puka Nakua and Ben Skoranek and Tutu Atwell has stepped up. That Van Jefferson has established himself firmly as the number two receiver. That Cup is healthy. The running game with Cam Makers and possibly Zach Evans and Kyron Williams and guys like that are playing well. And this offensive line is staying healthy at the very least they're an average offensive line so at that part of the season you're hoping the offense has gel that they're scoring points that they're lighting up scoreboards around the league and that's how they can win that game now that cowboys team they have made some key additions they added old friend brandon cooks that's going to help their offense they added stefan gilmore so that's a cowboys team that's desperate to win a super bowl you can't deny back-to-back 12 and 5 seasons but that's going to be one of the more exciting games of the year for the rams and then how about week 14 at Baltimore, you're playing the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, another former Ram on that team. Odell Beckham Jr. is now a Raven. That's going to be a tough challenge, especially when you consider it's on the East Coast. It's going to be a colder game. It's an early window game. So they're definitely going to have their backs up against the wall for that one. So yeah, if you look at it, the first half of the season is going to be a gauntlet. Three of the five teams that they're playing have the highest odds to win the Super Bowl, with the Eagles being the highest and the Bengals followed by the 49ers. They face five teams that made the playoffs last year in the first nine weeks the Seahawks 49ers Bengals Eagles and Cowboys only break they get is the Colts in week four and that's a road game on a 10 a.m pacific time start so it's definitely going to be tough sledding it's going to be a very difficult challenge to start the year but this is how you do it the path to the playoffs for the Rams is pretty simple you do better than 50 50 on those toss-up games you win the games that you're at least close to being expected to win the games we talked about in the first part of the show and then you steal a game or two look this is a team that last year had historically the worst offensive line in the NFL. One of the worst offensive lines in the history of the sport. We're talking about more combinations on that offensive line than the drink menu at Sonic, right? We talked about that earlier, but still, if they stay healthy, if they're even an average offensive line that has some cohesion and consistency, they can keep Matthew Stafford vertical. They can develop the run game. Don't underestimate the addition of Michael LaFleur. He was brought in to reestablish the run. You have Cam Akers, who had a really strong finish to last year. You have Zach Evans who's coming up. You have Kyron Williams. You brought back Sony Michelle. We'll see how the running back room shakes out, but there's going to be a bigger emphasis on the run game this season and in the weapons, a healthy Cooper Cup, a Van Jefferson that's in a much better position to start the year. They can establish themselves as a true wide receiver too, and then you need one of these wide receiver threes to step up. Guys like Ben Skoranek, Tutu Atwell, Puka Nakua, will he have an impact as a rookie? So there are a lot 
lot of questions, but I believe in this offense. I believe in this coaching staff. And look, the reality is this is a coaching and quarterbacks league. And right now you have an elite coach. You have a quarterback that's been elite in the past. As long as they stay healthy, I think this team can win more than five games. I think they can win anywhere from eight to 10 games, maybe even more if things break right. I mean, there's tons of inexperience, lots of rookies on this team. So to say they're Super Bowl contenders, that might be a stretch. But when you consider they won five games with the roster they had last year, I think you can find three, four, five more wins out of this group. So there is a path to the playoffs. You just have to win those games that you're expected to win, win those games where it's razor thin as far as the odds. And then you got to steal a game or two. And I think the Rams, they could find themselves in the playoffs. Now they get off to a bad start and they say, Hey, we want to sell some pieces and trade some guys and start thinking about 2024 and beyond. That could be a different story. So it's very important for them to win some games early on so that you do gain some confidence. You do gain some momentum. And then you say to yourself, Hey, let Later in the year, the schedule lightens up. You have the bye week in week 10. After the bye, that schedule is much more manageable. You start adding some wins and you make a playoff push. So I definitely think this team has what it takes to be a surprise team. If you look at the NFC, if there were tons of juggernauts out there, I'd say, hey, maybe not when you consider the lack of depth and experience, but this is not a great NFC. I think you can make the playoffs at 8-9. I think you definitely make it at 9-8 and eight, and you 100% make it at 10-7, and seven, at least heading into the season right now. And I I can tell you from talking to people in the know that this organization internally they feel like they're going to be a surprise team. They feel like they are going to make a playoff push if they can stay healthy. Will that happen? It's not incredibly likely, but I think it's more likely than a lot of people want to believe. So I got the Rams making the playoffs this year. But coming up in our final segment, we are starting our countdown on the most important Rams heading into the 2023 season. That's coming up next on Locked On Rams. And welcome back to Locked On Rams, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Rams, your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And a special shout out to our everyday listeners. We appreciate you. You can join the Everyday Listeners Club too. It's free to join. Membership is free. All you got to do is listen to every single episode and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. But here in our final segment, we are starting our countdown for most important Rams heading into the 2023 season. And at 15, I'm going Alaric. Jackson left tackle possibly could be used in other positions along that offensive line. And this is a guy that really had some nice moments last season. He had a 90.8 run blocking grade in his first game of his career against the Minnesota Vikings. He's strong as an ox size wise. He fits the mold for a left tackle at six, seven. So he's strong. He might be a little built for right tackle, which is of course going to be held down by Havenstein this season. And the real big question is, does Sean McVay, do they decide to start him over Joe Noteboom? Because that would be a very bold move because Noteboom is the guy that they gave the money to. They picked with a high draft pick. They definitely want to see him realize that potential at that position. And that would be an extremely bold move to bench Joe Noteboom, a fifth-year veteran in favor of a third-year UDFA. Is Sean McVay going to do that? It seems unlikely, but also feels like, hey, they're going with meritocracy. They're going with the best guy at that position. And I think that that's what they're going to do. I think that's going to be the mindset, the thought process heading into this season is you're going to have to earn your role outside of a couple positions. You're going to have to earn that role on the offensive line. And with the addition of Steve Avila, they've added a much needed influx of size and girth on the line. Maybe we see a Rams offensive line that drives opponents off the ball rather than just focus on positional blocking. And Hey, what I always say is if you don't have a left tackle, you're going to be left out. We've seen that with this organization. When they go on Super Bowl runs is with Orlando Pates is with Andrew Whitworth and 
Is Allery Jackson of that caliber? I would say the answer is no, but I do think that he could play the position better than Joe Nopum. I would have him as my starting left tackle, but he also has some versatility. You could see him as a valuable swing tackle, a versatile backup if it gets to that, a guy that could play either guard spot, so that gives them some optionality up front, but yeah, I want to see him in there as a left tackle, unless Joe Nopum, unless he wows, unless he finally realized that potential fully in the light switch completely turns on I want to see Jackson also Jackson he's made no secret about the fact he loves that position he's told the athletic I love playing left side honestly tackle is my thing for the most part I understand that they pay Joe so I get that whole part but whatever I can do for the team I'll do for the team so yeah definitely feels like he's motivated and fired up to try to win that role in training camp and then at 14 we have edge rusher Michael Hoyt so the Rams they desperately needed an edge rusher after they released Terrell Lewis and Justin Hollins and they had Hoyt convert from the interior line to an edge rusher position that's very difficult. That doesn't happen every day, especially towards the end of the season. He's the guy that we saw with his hand on the grass, hand on the field turf, three technique, five technique, and he was able to have some success as an edge rusher, even at 300 plus pounds. You saw him get four and a half sacks. Those came in three games. If you look at some of his other numbers, a seven and a half percent pressure percentage, that's solid. You want to see him improve that number, but he's a prime example of if you play alongside Aaron Donald, you're going to eat. If the effort is there, Aaron Donald's going to command a double team. In fact, you know, I bring my facts to the fight. Since 2017, Aaron Donald has faced 1,797 double teams. That's 152 more than any other defensive player in the National Football League. Still, though, he leads defensive tackles in pass rush win rate during that span at 26%. So when you're playing alongside a beast like that, you can take advantage, and Michael Hoyt did just that. Now, some of the cons for Hoyt, though, a 6.7% pass rush win rate. That was bottom 15 the NFL. He was, like I said, a liability in the run game, struggles with angles. He gets juked by running backs, struggles when it comes to contain the edge at times. So I think the big key for him is, are they going to change his body? body type a little bit in the offseason and work on his agility because if you can increase that the potential is there this guy definitely has that motor that you love so really the big questions is he a situational guy can he be someone that can earn a permanent spot in the rams pass rush rotation is he a guy that's going to get you double digit sacks i'd say probably not but if he gets a full year and a full opportunity to play that position and you do see some improved agility you do see some improved instincts against guys on the edges, I think he could get eight or nine sacks this season. So that would definitely be a successful season for Michael Hoyt. So, well, hey, the guy got more sacks than anyone on the team except Aaron Donald once they put him out there. So it's definitely an intriguing player. And I think if you look at his roster chances, I mean, he's going to be competing with Byron Young, Nick Hampton. But I think Hoyt, he's 100% a lock to make this roster. And I think that there's no question about it. Hoyt is going to find a way to have an impact this season. But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And until next time, whose house is Locked on Rams house?